success. You're right. It's real. It's happening. We're actually, you know. Totally real, totally scripted, cold open. Real, totally. Uh. That's right. We're here. We made it. Greasy conversation is happening before your eyes. That's as excited as you're going to hear me fucking ever. Yeah. We're at 60% excitement for you today. Look out. I don't know if you can even handle it. I don't know if we've even showed you more than 40% before. I'm like barely 22% right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Together we're at 60% because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not getting over 40. Yeah, that's, just, that's I said that. Standard, I gotta maintain it. I can't give you guys unrealistic expectations. Dude, what if what if that was like a normal thing where everyone like knew <laughs> what percentage excited they were? With the gauge like a social on the thing. It's yeah. like you gotta go out to a bar and it's like, I don't know, man. You're not you're not really looking excited enough, dog. You're only at like 60%, dog. We're going out, man. <laughs> Do I see 62 hovering above your head? Because that right. percentage is not acceptable. I mean, Yo, you think you're going to pick up any ladies at 62%, dog? <laughs> like, 120%, like, that language is 110%. That's out the window. Right. We're doing our best to get humanity up there in the 70s. <laughs> Just, you know, nice even. Nice even number. You don't want to go too far, you want to be too low. No. Anyway, welcome, everybody. It's real. You're listening to Greasy Conversation, the talk show of Dank News on RadioVegas.rocks, where we do deep dives in news that you've probably heard about other places. So if you hear it from us and you hadn't heard of it, we caught you up just in time. You right. should be grateful. We're that last filter that catches the, the final things to get you sick, dipping in your pool of That's knowledge true. and life experience. We're I pool filters it. for the soul. <laughs> <laughs> Grimy. Yeah, nice. All right. Oh, we got a new wall. I'd like to thank the oh, new yeah. wall like in the, the studio for yeah. helping separate it into two rooms. And if you're just listening, greasyconversation.com to see the new wall in person and also check out our news document where there's links to our sources. Cheer up. All right, I got a nice little nice little rabbit hole Uh-oh. to go down. So we just generally, I feel, live in a very conspiratorial age, right? True that. True that. Like... There's a conspiracy theory for goddamn everything, man. And then there's actual conspiracies that have been yeah. revealed to be not even theoretical anymore. <laughs> yeah, which is like another layer. Well, it's like, what if, uh, like, say the CIA, who fucking knows, were like, okay, they're, they're catching on to these real, like, clandestine operations that we're doing. Let's just start spreading, like, bullshit out there. Yeah. And then everyone will believe it and then no one knows anything. Like, everything's a conspiracy theory. Everything's fake. That's the thing. You get these false flag things, too. So it just discredits a whole thing when it's like a false yeah. thing discrediting the other thing. You know what I'm talking about. So this one. All right. So this guy, William Mullaly, I guess he's, uh, what did they say? I can't remember now. I just read this, Mullally too. But anyway. Shillally? But anyway, so he, he puts up a tweet. He says, a friend who's fully into the COVID conspiracy sent me this post that says, Captain America predicted the coronavirus outbreak in 2011. Well, it's obviously BS. I started fixating on that circled image on the right. So it's a scene from the Captain America movie. And it's a scene where he's in Times Square, New York. Uh, just him, not just as Captain America. And over his shoulder on one side is a Corona beer. And then on the other side is what looks like a, uh, 
could be a virus. It's like a common, <laughs> well, a picture of what we like represent viruses as, or what you see like any drawings of viruses look kind of like this, right? It yeah. could pass as that. Like a sphere with little things coming off of it, all evenly, all like, you know? Like yeah, it's it has gonna... like a dangle, like dangle balls on sticks. Yeah, it's like, a, it's almost like a koosh ball, but not as many kooshes. Yeah, we'll see it on screen in just a second. Yeah. I'm pulling it up right now. So, anyway, so he's gonna try to, he's gonna try to uh, get to the bottom of this, right? Oh, yeah. And the, uh, yeah, and then the, the image that's going around with the caption is from the 2011 film Captain America, The First Avenger. Behind his right shoulder, a corona beard. On his left, the image of a coronavirus in New York City. Let that sink in. <laughs> right? So uh, he looks into it, and he actually does a little digging and finds that uh, the date when that scene was shot, when they did shooting in New York. Uh-huh. Couldn't find any better images, so eventually uh, he had a buddy. He just started, like, scouring YouTube videos. Or they found a better image of it, a clearer image of the screen, and then still couldn't figure out what it is, right? So then they just start watching random YouTube videos of Times Square in that month and year. Just to, like, he just wants to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, like, it, was this already there, or? Yeah, so he did find it. They found a clear picture of Times Square that catches that billboard from that time period that the movie was shot. And then so you scroll all the way down to the bottom and it's just an ad for fucking spaghetti, dude. <laughs> oh, the virus. Okay. Yeah. So we're, there's the virus there circled in red. Yeah, yeah. Uh, folks, just making sure you can see. And then here, uh, it's a little better. Let's see. There's a giant Ford. Ooh, so then you scroll down and they find a, a even larger one. So that's one that's still not clear. Okay. So you can't see like the label of what company it is or anything. And then that's the image they found from a YouTube video ah. where you can see it clearly. And then down at the bottom is the payoff. Oh, it is definitely pasta. <laughs> it's a fucking spaghetti ad. Pasta <laughs> confirmed. Wow. The detective work. Right. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious, dude. Well, just like. I mean, yeah, this really, I mean, I'm sure this image is probably spread around Facebook like wildfire, you know, and it's like people are taking it seriously. And it's like, dude, it's well, fucking the, spaghetti. Here's man. another problem here. If uh, if people were more aware of how flawed the brain is as far as um, confirmation bias, especially of pattern recognition, mm -hmm. it's not a statistical impossibility that there would be an ad for Corona beer and an ad that happened to be some American healthcare thing where you can have ads for medicine and stuff in America that would have a picture of a virus on it. These are two common enough things that for them to both occur in frame somewhere like times square. Yeah. It's almost a statistical inevitability. So like people take these things that like there's totally a chance of it happening and they think like, Oh, the coin had heads 11 times in a row. Uh, that means God's real. Yeah. It's like jumping to conclusions with things where yeah. that are just, that's how statistics is. If yeah. something's possible, then in enough times it is for sure. Will eventually happen. Yeah. Even though we might not be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. That's the thing. Like understanding, even like I was just telling Waz before the show, even just like questioning yourself. And like, I've started doing that more recently is, uh, like, if I think something's true, or I see an article, and I know a lot of us do it. We just check out headlines and shit. Everyone does it. Just admit it to yourself. 
and read some fucking articles. And then you realize, like, a lot of shit is just bullshit. Yeah, it's, like, worth double-checking things because you can get on a, uh, a string with... Okay, perfect example, language of things. Like, there's a microcontroller I want to use, and um, I'm looking at these stats, and I'm like, oh, this one has more memory. It's faster. It's totally for sure better. And then I pick it up, and I realize that just because it has a USB port on it, doesn't mean that port can do anything. Mm. So I get this little brain and I'm all psyched to use it for these things. And it has this like uh, dumb crippled USB port that won't work as a mouse or a MIDI controller or anything. It's just for power only. So like you just look at the wrong things and you think, oh, for sure, this is a this thing. Yeah. And it's not a that thing at all. And all these things will confirm it's that um, if you don't actually, uh, if you're not like distracted by those things, it's hard to see what it doesn't do that you totally thought. Yeah, because, like, people's brains, like, you just, the brain likes to be right about shit. Yes. Like, everyone's brain does. And if you're more aware of that and, like, willing to question yourself and just assume that, like, and not, like, trust, like, all the media you see because a lot of it has an agenda. Yeah, I so wish people knew. Schizophrenia is a spectrum and everyone has a weaker grasp on reality than they realize they do. And there's certain things that you might associate with a certain flavor of schizophrenia that will sneak up on everyone. A really, really common one is the idea that like there's someone planting things or that there's signs that point to something mm -hmm. that are hidden when really thinking about it more rationally. Where is the motivation? Like, who's got the time with all the uh, money that's barely covering effects budgets that are barely being met on time with Marvel's strict scheduling Yeah. to go and change something blurry in the background like that? And, like, who's it supposed to be assigned to anybody? Like, is that supposed to be some person uh, trying to get a hidden message out there to, like, protect us or warn us or something? Because it's, like, the dumbest, weakest warning imaginable. Yeah. Or, like, and even if you think about it, like... What if you're just going down the street one way and you only see, like, one of those ads? Like, you just see the Corona beer ad. Yeah. And, like, do you not get the whole picture? Like, is this only for the Captain America movie that this, this yeah. image is for? Like, yeah, there's so many questions that just don't even, like... Where the motivation is just, like, way weak. But if you're in confirmation bias town, it's, like, all there. Yeah. And that can happen to anyone. You could be, like, low on sleep. You could be not eating uh, weird. Um, I'm actually, I mean, definitely eating weird. You know, things where blood sugar, all kinds of things. And, uh, yeah, watch. Well, watch plus, out. like, like part of the uh, appeal of conspiracies is that they're they're almost, like, fun in a way. Yeah, that's a thing. And that's they a give layer, you, too. This is fun. Yeah, and they give you, like, uh, feeling like you're in a small group yeah. that, like, has some, in some special information. You have secret information that no one knows. And, you know, it's, it's unbelievable that they don't realize that, of course, the Earth is flat because scientists want to make sure that all the kids think it's a sphere because... <laughs> but having something like that that's bigger than yourself that you feel like you have as, like, a private, special, personal knowledge mm -hmm. is so delicious and so underrated. And with the weaning away from religion that people are doing people are missing out and literally having like a hole in the soul that used to always have a thing there. Um, and it, even before, uh, like a community would be there also. 
that's difficult to have as much of. And so you're losing out on social things that help like confirm your reality. Yeah. And there's an isolation that sneaks up on you. And I know like my own pride, it's hard to admit stuff like that. It's hard to admit when I'm like realizing I'm just feeling a little extra paranoid and and spooked out, uh, not seeing people as much for a spell. Or Or if like, like if I get in the mood where I'm like, oh no, I'm right about this. Yeah. Which a lot of us, I mean, I, I do it. I know that's like a fault of mine. And uh, so I have to, like, make sure to, like, question myself extra. Yeah, because you get married to an idea sometimes. Yeah, totally. Switch that shit up. Like, it's so hard for me to admit when Chevy comes out with a good product. (laughs) (laughs) I I can get that, yeah. Yeah, or, like, like the Jeep Trackhawk. It's, like, genuinely good. And there's, like, the whole Cherokee line has, like, got a pretty good history it's just like, it, I get a weird flavor in my mouth of like but gross like, saying that. It's like one of those <laughs> brands. Like I have, I have like products or brands where I just like shit on. Yeah. Just kind of, it's like funny to me, you know. Like I'm I don't terrible really care. with like religiousizing brands. But you just like shit on them so much that it's almost like default, and they come out with something good. You're like, oh, damn it. It almost yeah, it hurts. Yeah. It's like oh, it hurts. They have. There's a lot of people that work at that company, and some of them care. Right. And it's generally the ones that get paid more and have been doing it longer. Yeah. So when it's a more expensive product by them, it makes sense that it might suck less than the cheap products I was judging. Right. Against yeah. Toyota's cheap projects, like Toyota's like champion of cheap stuff that lasts still forever. Yeah. But totally. it's still pop together plastic. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like yeah, either way around. Yeah. And like there's there's some shitty Fords too, and that's hard for me to. <laughs> I think it's hard for everyone. It is. I Close mean, there's that whole the the whole era. There's like the whole yeah. dark ages of American cars. Anyway. Right. And now we're at the tail end of like a dark ages of uh, German cars where like late 90s into the 2000s, Mercedes uh, just dropped like flies. They had biodegradable wiring that was disintegrating. Oh, just damn. Tons of stupid stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, like Germany had their falling later. And yeah. people are just now looking historically back to like, wow, don't That's get funny. those eras of Mercedes at all. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right, quick shout out to Buck. What's up, Buck and John Bonham Fox, man? Good nice. To see you, man. Thanks for popping what up. Hope you guys. you guys are doing well, man. Surviving, yeah. dude. Yeah, glad to have you. Yeah. All right, uh, another quick thing about coronavirus just to squash some misinformation. Apparently, there's like things floating around about different cures, quote unquote, miracle cures. Which include drinking bleach, yeah. uh, consuming cow dung. Concern, and, confirmed, don't do these. And urine, uh, drinking camel pee with lime. With lime, though. Yeah, so, look, just don't ever drink bleach, ever. Don't ever drink urine. Don't ever. Don't ever eat shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? I can't believe I'm saying this shit. <laughs> like, there are some people, some adults on planet Earth who just need to know, like, that shit ain't good, dog. Yeah, there's no, like, uh, country in the world where culturally they eat shit all the time and they yeah. live longer. That's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. No. And I know there was, like, it pops up every once in a while, like, there's the, the health craze of, like, drinking your own urine is supposed to be, like, the key to vitality and strength and all this shit. Yeah, like, it's, it it's comes like, up, like, in these flurries of yeah. completely nothing backing it. Yeah. But, no, that's... That's totally not true. And just drinking, drinking. I mean, if you, you know, if you like the taste, 
you do you, man. Yeah. You know? But uh, it ain't gonna it ain't gonna cure jack shit. See what urine does in a Brita filter and report back, because I really want to know, <laughs> oh, dude. but I don't want to put any effort into knowing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to like waste. Yeah, I don't want to wreck it. I'm not gonna drink a from Brita it. Brita pitcher. Or maybe I will want to drink from it. Maybe it's fantastic. Right. You let me know. Yeah. And we're farming out some stuff. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you a Radio Vegas Rocks t-shirt if you uh, make a short video letting us know how uh, Brita, Brita piss is. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't even have to really do it if you do a convincing enough explanation of what it was like for Dude, you. Dude, I want to see that shit in, like, rap videos. <laughs> <laughs> Just pour, like, a Brita filter full, like... But it's got to be, like, piss... After they drank like Cristal or something, <laughs> you know, and then that's, what you're pouring, that's what you're pouring out. Yeah. Supposedly, that's a great way to filter meth, to have a better meth experience yeah. once it's become pee. It's like I did hear about that cleaner a while back. Yeah, that um, there's some areas where they like yeah collect their meth pee, and then use that to get high again, or for other people to get high. Which, yeah, man. <laughs> God bless them. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> All right. We've got, you really should double check anything that we tell you. And oh, not yeah. take this as factual. But if we're like warning you against something, you should probably be like extra warned. Because yeah. if it's even like us needing to, like, if we're skeptical, you should be extra yeah, skeptical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm, I mean, I'm skeptical about my own existence, right? Yeah. I was speaking of skeptical. I'm like skeptical about stuff that's already actively being skepted. There yeah. was something in these news that I was like double skeptical about. Oh, like some UFO shit, Pentagon UFO shit. Yeah, there's Pentagon UFO stuff. There's stuff coming out about like extraterrestrial materials that supposedly the government's had. And it like looks like it's all official. And still, I'm like super doubting it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. All right, let's. Uh, you want to dive into our the, the history of robots? Okay. They ride on your back and feed you things. <laughs> yes. Um, behold, I've prepared a segment where I discuss the history of robots that ride on your back. Robots that ride on your back and feed you things. So. About five, six years ago, I discovered Mr. Nakamats, uh, who is a famous Japanese inventor that uh, has the record for inventing the most things, twice as many inventions as Thomas Edison. And he has, uh, there's an actual cultural thing around the type of inventions he does. There's a thing in Japan uh, called, uh, you know, I think I have here what the, what the tradition is called. Um, but you, it's like half useless inventions, like silly inventions. Mm. Like he invented funnels that are in glasses. So you can put your, uh, eye drops into oh, the yeah, funnels. Yeah. He's man, this motherboard is mostly, I linked to a motherboard video and it's not showing a lot of his inventions. It's mostly showing <laughs> him talking. I've got, there's better ones of his inventions, but oh, great big story. Okay. Shout out to great big story on YouTube. Around this time I discovered him, I was discovering this concept in Japan of these wacky inventions, and there was a robot that you would wear on your back, and it would feed you oranges. 
And apparently I like hallucinated this or something because there was a, a robot that fed you tomatoes and I rediscovered it and I thought it was a new thing. And I was like, Oh, this has been done before. So I prepared a history of robots that ride on your back and feed you things. But then I was only able to come up with one confirmed robot that rode on your back and fed you anything. <laughs> so it's a really brief history. All right. Nice. Yeah. So Tomaton, if you want to look it up, or you don't have access to the links in our notes on greasyconversation.com. Tomaton is the robot that rides in your back and feeds you things. I've got better pictures, actually. This is their official site we're looking at right now. And Dude, let me just say he is fucking adorable. Yeah. I love that he's got a big old open mouth. This oh, robot's yeah. really excited about this. Really stoked. And it's just a red robot rides in your back. Uh, little tomatoes go in your mouth. They're Bob's your uncle. But I thought this was a Nakamats invention. And I highly recommend you check this guy out, Mr. Dr. Nakamats. He invented the floppy disk. And then he also holds the record for the most uh, inventions. Yeah, so you definitely use some of this dude's inventions at some point in your life. Probably not, because all of them besides the floppy disk were in that category of, like, silly ones. Oh, like most of them are that. And the, the floppy disk was the only useful one? Yeah. Uh, I've got some other examples I can tell you that I'm surprised I don't remember straight up. But whenever you see, like, a, like a, one of these lists of wacky Japanese inventions... It would be, like, those, like, hand clappers that are, like, the two hands. I, I don't, can't remember how you work, but it's, like... It's like it'd be like a gun, and you pull the trigger, and it claps. Something like so that. So like exactly. you don't you don't have to like clap. You can just have your gun clap. So it's called chindogu. That's right. Chindogu is the name. Oh, another example you might have heard of is a uh, there's a butter grater. It's like a grater, like a cheese grater for butter. There's a tie that's uh, when you an open umbrella. your jacket. It's actually an umbrella. The eye drop funnels, of course. Um, rectangular. Uh, watermelons. Did he, uh, was he the dude that invented like the screaming vase or screaming yes, vase? Yes, I think he did. The, va the vase you scream into. Yeah. I was positive that was him. The, these fans that go on your chopsticks. Hell yeah. There was, oh, there's shoes that have little umbrellas above the, each shoe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah some of these things actually seem kind of useful. The simple ear explorer, as opposed to those complex ear explorers, explore the faraway land of your own ears. Dude, is that like like periscope technology for it your is. ear? That's Absolutely. super rad. Yeah, the bubble wrap keychain. It's a bunch of little buttons you oh. click and Dude, no, the, I'm you know what? Whoever said like these aren't useful is wrong. Yeah, I'm seeing some value here. There's money on the table with this. Yeah. Uh there's a, a bunch of cameras that strapped around this person's head that all click at the same time to give you DIY three hundred sixty degree photo oh. time. <laughs> Bookshaped pillow that onto is, this. Dude, that camera helmet is fucking ridiculous, That should dude. be an album cover. That is awesome. The person looks so serious <laughs> yeah. and intrepid about it, too. Oh, man. It's just oh. <laughs> it's, it's just a bunch of, like, disposable cameras taped yeah. into, like, a circular help, like... I just caught thing. the best part. The best part is that the person then taped all the pictures <laughs> into a circle and is holding the circle of pictures around their face. No. So they could just look around in I a circle. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
<laughs> but what's even better is like, are they holding the picture and spinning around inside it? Or are they spinning the picture around their head? Yeah, They're the, the person that's spinning themselves around <laughs> while holding the picture. Guarantee you. Totally. Yeah, the idea that they would just, like, here, hold this for me. I'm going to turn my head around. around. Yeah. And there's no light. The pictures would all be dark because you're <laughs> in this circle of pictures. <gasps> well, that's why you need the new 360-degree uh, uh, light helmet for viewing your 360-degree photos. This is so great. Google Cardboard replaced this. If you haven't done oh, Google man, Cardboard. I'm making one of those. Fuck that. That is yeah. tits, man. I love this book-shaped pillow because I used to love napping out on a book. Yeah, are that's, you one of like? That's for me. I'm definitely one of those like side or front layers. So I can't can't ever lay on my back. No, no. So like that would be for me. Yeah, I need sides light. only for me. Yeah. Yeah, I snuck on my back last night and I got all sore throated, like my wet throat skin turned into dry outside skin. Oh wow. It, it was <laughs> awful. I had like arm skin inside my throat. It was like a like an inner inside out arm in my neck. Erica, what up? Erica says she has an, an invention, but she needs to work on it. Hey, you see all these inventions? It can be done. Yeah. Right? Get motivated. Proof of concept and then a prototype. Even if it's like kind of a crummy prototype, it's a prototype. This is one that shows up on all these Shindogu uh, lists is a, a little card. It's like a shirt with letters and numbers and a grid on the back. Mm -hmm. So if you need someone to scratch your back, you just tell them a letter and a number, and they go to that spot on the grid. All right. That's, you know what? That's not a terrible idea. No. If you need your back scratched all the time, that's your shirt. Like, if that just became common knowledge, yeah. or like the, the correct oh. grid of quadrants to, to scratch on your back. Yes. That's. There you go. As like just a cultural standard, that shirt just trains people. And then from then on, you just be like. Oh, hey, help me out, H3. Yeah, <laughs> this is a social H3. thing you learn in like, uh, middle school or something, you know? Yeah, oh, no, I'm sorry, 4. Take it, take it over to I4. Yeah. Man, there's, like, human knowledge that you can learn in middle school that's been oh, yeah. neglected. Ooh. Also, human battleship. Human battleship. Dude, except you punch in that spot. <laughs> you have to punch someone. <laughs> You're like, hit, boom. <laughs> Any excuse for Suck it kids to punch each other yeah, is going to be valuable yeah oh man all right i think we got all the Invention way to time. benjamin time oh yeah it's very true yeah we're gonna throw throw down some h john benjamins over here hey ladies when it's not raining men it's always raining tacos at Juan's flaming fajitas and cantina during their daily happy hour from three to seven things get a little too hot from their authentic flaming fajitas you can visit their outdoor dining area and cool down with one or dose corona ritas if you're feeling spicy be sure to order one of my personal favorites their fresh tableside guacamole which goes perfectly with their homemade chips and salsa for one or two visit Juan's Flaming Fajitas in Cantina on Facebook or in the real world at 9640 West Tropicana. Proud supporter of the Rock and Comedy Show for two years and counting. Big or small, they do them all. It's Motor Mission, family-owned and operated machine and radiator shop. At Motor Mission, they offer complete radiator rod and repairing, rebuilding, replacements, and manufacturing all in-house. They also provide complete machine shop services, including engine rebuilding, valve jobs, surfacing, milling, boring, honing, balancing, thermal cleaning, blasting, hot tanking, broken bolt removal, antique restoration, and much more. 
If you need a custom radiator with electric fans and a fan shroud built for your custom project, they can do that too. Motor Mission works on anything foreign and domestic for autos, industrials, RVs, heavy equipment, power sports, antiques, marine, racing, street rods, hot rods, stationary gen sets or power units, and large mining equipment. Motor Mission is at 5435 Desert Point Drive. Call 702-649-2366 or visit MotorMission.com. Hi, I'm always on the go, and I need the one thing to help me keep moving. Zip Fizz. That's right. It's an all-natural energy mix that comes in a tube. I can keep one in my pocket or my purse. So many great flavors, such as fruit punch, grape, orange soda, plus no hard crash because there is no sugar, but it is loaded with B12. It's high on electrolytes. I just love it. Zipfizz.com be sure to get your mix of music, listen to us with the RadioVegas.rocks app available at the App Store, and check out our VIP card, interact with us in our chat room, and scheduling of our RadioVegas.rocks shows, plus podcasts. It's all available on RadioVegas.rocks app. Ah, uh, that's right. If you don't have the app, then I recommend getting it, because you can play some RadioVegas.rocks action in the background. And... Um, not only that, but get cool deals on stuff like Naked City Pizza, Juan's Flaming Fajita, and Cantina. The list goes on. Our partner food folks make food that we like eating. But now, it's back to Greasy Conversation, the talk show, yeah. with Dank News. If we get into some, uh, some uh, CIA shit. CIA shit. So, I saw this was like apparently... Going around on Facebook, someone posted like a tweet and it was like the CIA declassified uh, astral travel. Um, some astral travel, astral. right? Is it astral? It's definitely astral. Okay. I always, I, I, I mix it up every time. I'm like, okay, last time I said it was astral and someone connected me or corrected me to astral. I always forget. Yeah, that person was not an authority. Now, I think I just tricked myself that that's the case. It's one of those words I can't. I know because of the yes song. Astral Traveler. Oh, okay. It's an awesome song by 70s psychedelic prog band Yes. Hell yeah. Highly recommend. Fucking listen to them right now. Yeah, well, I'm, after the show. I'm listening to them right now on these <laughs> headphones secretly. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bleeding into the mic. And right. Getting copyright strike. <laughs> all right. So anyway, the first thing, and it has these links to these documents, right? So the post on Facebook, and it made it, it's like, oh, you know, they're not letting you this shit. Like this shit went under the radar. With all this other, they're trying to hide it. Which, if it's declassified, they're not trying to fucking hide it anymore. But anyway. Yeah, by definition of being so disclosed. First of all, there were five links, right? There uh, were five different links that I thought were going to be to five different documents. Four of them were to the same paper. Oh, great. All right. So there was one that's called Analysis and Assessment of Gateway Process. And then there's another one about astral projection. And we've I, got links to these at greasyconversation.com. Yeah, I did actually read the majority of these documents. Miss you too, Jan. Anyway, and yeah, thank you for putting in the work and uh, sleuthing that. Yeah, so I do recommend if you're interested in that type stuff, uh, read one. I mean, it is kind of like a government report type document, but it is pretty uh, interesting. The gateway process, they talk about different... They talk about the main way is to get into what they call hemi-sync, where your two uh, hemispheres get in sync, their brainwaves get in sync. 
And there's different methods to do that. One is like transcendental meditation, hypnosis, uh, listening to certain frequencies um, and headphones can do that. And then they talk about uh, that the goal of it is to get your body to vibrate in a certain frequency, get your like brain waves and your heartbeat to vibrate at a certain frequency that matches an electronic free, like uh, the electronic frequency in the uh, atmosphere of the earth that goes around the earth. Mm. And that by doing that, you can like connect to that. So you can send telepathic messages through this band of energy or remote viewing or whatever. Um, so this paper just kind of goes into all that. But the one on astral projection is kind of in interesting because it documents a few different incidences where they have a person in a room and they either ask them to describe a building uh, a few times in the USSR and its surrounding area. And the soldiers are able to do that. Sick. And uh, one was given coordinates for an island, like some just random island out in the middle of the ocean that isn't on maps at the time. And they're able to draw it. <laughs> yeah. So this is just what it's, I mean, it's, it's what the document says. But it's kind of cool. It's interesting. So I'm, I'm trying this gateway process shit. That's, that's my next goal. I'm Synthesizer, friends. You can make exact frequencies. Some of you even have subwoofers. Let's see what can happen. Now, this whole resonant frequency of the Earth thing, I feel like that's not, uh, that's something that's got some wiggle room in it. Yeah. Because, like, lots of things affect the resonant frequency of anything. It's a big object to have things affecting its resonant frequency. So I feel like you can wiggle around on that. Don't forget that uh, divisions of frequencies are always relevant. Like, if you've got something that resonates at a certain frequency, it should likely rec resonate at half that frequency, double that frequency, three times that frequency is a harmonic. So any kind of, like, a division or multiplication of a thing is relevant. Not only that, but I feel like there's a profound uh, psychological effect with low frequencies um, that's like a pair of frequencies that are slightly off so that they beat off of each other. Mm. Or um, And don't forget, you can have low frequency FM, FM meaning frequency modulation, meaning you modulate one frequency with another. An LFO is an example of that. Now, let me slow down. Uh, I'm throwing out terms here to sound smart. What I'm talking about is simply the idea that Say you've got a knob, and it's a higher frequency if you turn it one way, and a lower frequency if you turn it the other way. It's like your little frequency knob. It's like your tuning knob. Now say you just turn that knob slowly back and forth. You turning it back and forth makes you an LFO, a low-frequency oscillator. And that act of turning it back and forth is an oscillation. It's just an oscillation of your wrist back and forth. And in that case, your wrist isn't making any sound by swooshing back and forth, oscillating but it is changing a parameter, in this case, pitch. So it's one frequency controlling another. And if you do that patiently on top of a frequency that's like practically the same one, you can, you can change how the two frequencies beat off of each other. It's kind of like when you're tuning a guitar, you hear a, a pulse. Uh, you might not have perceived it before, but next time you tune a thing, that pulse or beat occurs from uh, interference pattern of the two waves. So like, as fancy this terminology is, this is very um, like elementary stuff to goof around with if you have like a synth um, and you can just 
take down all the effects, rip away everything, patch in just the oscillator and another oscillator, and wiggle with that stuff. I've messed with the Volca bass is an affordable little an real analog synth that I love doing. Um, Hell well. Uh, stacking the three oscillators and having them tuned slightly off of each other for the great kind of bass nectary vibe you can have. And how come bass nectar doesn't astral project? They had to have done yeah. this. Maybe you can't do it with time stretching. Don't time stretch. Uh, so another thing this paper gets into is they do talk about um, oscillating waves. They talk about uh, theories of consciousness. And this was in like the 70s they Ooh, were doing this shit man i love theories of consciousness uh, and how consciousness relates to the holographic nature of the universe ah. and all this shit and that there's the way we perceive the universe and like how matter isn't like matter is actually solid matter is basically an illusion you know in a certain sense like because atoms are mostly empty space blah blah, blah all that shit. for sure but that's one thing very that's true one thing that's interesting is they talk about that there's and he has some like people, like scientists that he references and books and papers that they wrote that he references that I didn't look for all that. But one interesting thing he was talking about is that uh, the infinite nature of the universe and time, like outside of our perception, but the way like tuning in on these frequencies and that, you know, basically makes an o oscillation of your whatever your internal rhythm or wave is. Right. Yeah. And that at the peak of these, there's like a certain range at the top where the oscillation is actually at rest for a split second for just an infinitesimal small when it changes from traveling up to traveling down. It's at rest and it's at those points where you can tap in to that infinite nature and then do your hocus pocus Professor X shit. You know what I like about that? even if it's entirely baloney, yeah. um, it uses a real concept that's actually kind of uh, trippy. For example, the power coming out of your walls, uh, 30 times a second, it's nothing. <laughs> right. Because it, it, it switches polarity 60 times a second. Actually, 60 times a second is nothing. But every time it switches polarity, there is a moment at when it's at the zero crossing. Mm -hmm. And it's zero power coming out of that thing yeah but it's only for like it's real it's like a yeah. flash right yeah yeah it's it's almost can be thought of as like a an infinitely small period of time because like it's hard to define a point at which it's not one polarity or the other yeah so it's like the the amount of time it's at zero kind of depends on the resolution of your measurement yeah that's true too <laughs> like if you divide it up into like infinitely small pieces or like as small as you can go like you're gonna find one point eventually that's like at zero or yeah. as close as you can the, get the closer know? and closer you cut it you're still gonna see uh the value on one side or the other until you get to the like say you're zooming in on the edge of a piece of paper a piece of paper has like a flat edge eventually but like a piece of paper is like a solid object if you've got like like this, this position isn't any kind of tangible thing. It's just the state. Yeah. So it's like the state is never exactly zero. It's always on, uh, on negative or positive some amount. It's always yeah, it just like travels through zero, but like doesn't yeah. rest on. The, yeah, it's weird. So shit. that's my debunking of that probably. Yeah. It's yeah. like oh, the, that concept in general is like theoret theoretically not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> but well, like the idea of like if, yeah. an actual infinity that we like interact with in any way or can like 
comprehend. You know what else I like about that, uh, where that's headed, is it reminds me of the the way that um oh is it slipping? Hold on, bring it back. Okay. So <laughs> I just need to slow down. Like this idea is like super fun. So the uh, okay. So wait, we were talking about the edge, not the real. Infinite. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the point of zero between an oscillation. Oh, accuracy. Yeah. So this was, this was the exciting thing that I was uh, getting all wrapped up with that and is that a lot of new science, like a lot of things that are magic now, uh, that were magic before that are actual science now, just came from getting more and more accurate. So like some things that seem impossible because we've tried them so many times, like for example, making a blue LED. It seemed so impossible to affordably make a blue LED mm. when we had red and yellow and green ones forever. And it turned out it just needed to have the materials it was made out of refined accurately enough. Mm. Too much of one material, not enough of another. The engine, the combustion engine, uh, everything in the engine has to be very exact for the combustion to happen exactly the right time, the right amount over and over and over again repeatedly. Yeah. So not only exactingness, but consistently exacting for an engine to work. And the only reason why they're so reliable now is we kept coming up with more and more systems to keep self-calibrating mm. and all towards this exactness. And it, another example uh, would be... Oh, hold on. <laughs> what about uh, coastlines? Oh, like the infinite coastline? Yeah, thing? like the, the closer you measure, or the more exact you measure a coastline, the longer it's going to be, always. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say wireless charging. Hmm. Um, wireless charging is like relatively new, and the tech for it's been around since Tesla. The problem is the two coils have to be very, very similar for the power to go between the coil on the phone and the coil on the charger. So like it becomes an accuracy issue. Even little inconsistencies in the thickness of the wire as you spool it around, are going to make it a transfer of power uh, worse. Because when resonating something, the more accurately you match up the frequencies, the stronger the resonance. Mm. And all of a sudden, you have a power sp spike that's just dramatically more. It's why lasers work, because you're focusing all the energy in a very tiny pinprick. So it's relatively way more energy than when you spread it out sideways. It's also the same thing between volts and amps why you have to measure power as wattage and not volts or amps because you could think of one as the width and one as the speed. So mm. if you have something wide and slow, that river is, uh, has a certain strength. If you have a stream of water that's very narrow and very fast, it can be as strong as a whole wide river. Yeah. But punch a hole right through something but it can, uh, with the same amount of energy. Damn. Damn. So, yeah, yeah, resonance and accuracy are like the key to like uh, one of the ways that we advance with science or even just like now that I think about like physics in general and like quantum mechanics have always just been problems of like not being able to measure things until we can. Yeah. And then like discover shit. Yeah. The, the science of the very small. Yeah. Even like some like large, like general uh, relativity and shit was a problem of measurement for a long time. Yeah. That, that comes back around to cars. It's like uh, being able to measure things accurately and get consistent very specific results, even on a large industrial scale, is like what it eventually took. So yeah, like oh, yeah. a lot of and crazy things of the future are going to be things we've already heard of that just seemed impossible even after trying them a bunch of times because of finally getting them honed accurately enough. Yeah, or like we have to wait 
for the technology to measure that shit to what be developed dude? and it's usually like that's usually like way after the ideas have been brewed up for yeah. like hey this is probably how this thing works based on all this math and shit but i can't tell yeah and then to have an industrial process to get it consistent yeah after you've got it to work once in a lab it's a whole other layer yeah man like for for interesting read on that like uh read about the the whole discovery of like radioactive particles and shit like a lot of that was like measurement problems sure. but it's a pretty cool story oh i've got one of my favorite stories about radioactive Lay it on dog. history so this is a story of using the right tool for the job you know when you're trying to do something and someone's like use a pry don't pry with that screwdriver or like hammer with that nail you know when you use the side of the staple gun to hammer <laughs> and then it breaks the staple gun because it's not for hang hammering yeah, yeah so the ultimate example there was this reckless nuclear scientist and he had these bricks stacked precariously just far enough that they wouldn't reach critical mass um so they were emanating a tolerable amount of radioactivity that he was measuring mm. and seeing how uh stuff he'd put above it would like react or whatever. And then he had this lid propped open or this brick propped up far apart with the screwdriver on its butt. Mm. And he bumps it or something and the screwdriver falls down and the two touch. And he can tell immediately that even though he can't see it or feel it very much right away, a reaction has begun mm. that's going to just um, carry on exponentially and take out the whole facility. So he calmly irradiated past future for survival for sure just gets on the phone lets everyone know uh, everyone evacuate right now there's an emergency in here um we had an accident everyone get out of the building and he like died within minutes damn <laughs> all because of using a screwdriver for the wrong thing holy shit sloppy yeah that's with like strong radioactivity you can like you'll just die and like yeah either like in five minutes or like 24 hours at least. You just you become know? blister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, I am blister man. I am only blister. It's like, uh, like being bombarded with microscopic fiberglass. Dude, it's like <laughs> fucking dark man. You ever see dark man? No. Oh, dude, it's a classic. Oh. This dude like, and it's Liam Neeson too. And it was, it was like eighties, but he, uh, I can't remember he was involved with some people, but he like falls in this pit kind of like Joker style, but it disfigures him and it's like burnt, like chemical burns all over his body. And then, so he starts making like really realistic masks of all these people that did it to him. So he can like infiltrate their organization and uh, act as them and cause trouble and then get them all dead. But it's a badass movie, man. Get him dead. Fucking dark man. I feel man. like it's one I watched like a You've long time ago. You've probably seen it. It's like don't mid, early mid eighties or something. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the, it's in really the, bell. it was just like the trench coat. Yeah. And then he's like wrapped up in bandages with the shades. Yeah. I definitely remember seeing it. But I don't know if I like watched. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, all right. All that shit. I don't even know. Yeah. That was, that, that was some fun. Some dives, man. Diviness. Yeah. All right. So we all love, all love giant scary creatures from the prehistoric age and wish we could have them as pets. This is great. We're going from like deep, spooky, invisible science to right. like monster pets, right? To fucking banana teeth, uh, terror crocodiles. Wait, with that terror crocodile tease, can I bring up one more thing? Yeah, go for uh, it. On the, so baryonic matter 
is the matter that we know of. And you might know the whole hullabaloo about dark matter and dark energy mm. being most of the matter and energy um, that accounts for what's going on in the universe. And then only 5% is the uh, quote unquote baryonic matter, which is what we can interact with, that, yeah. we, that we perceive everything as being made of. So until recently, this is awesome, recent breaking science alert. We could only account, we could only uh, measure 2.5%, only half of that 5% of baryonic matter. And we didn't know where it was going on in the universe. But more recently, a process was found to like look at a distant object that emits uh, radio, uh, electromagnetic energy and see what it goes through this like cone of mm -hmm. like influence coming off of it and checking out what that travels through and what slows it down and what bumps into it. And we've discovered these like stringy slime mold, uh, connecting like strands of weakly interacting particles or wimps. And now you got to double check some of this cause this is a, like the dumb explanation, <laughs> but uh, confirming these strands in between has helped us find and actually confirm the whole 5% of baryonic matter is actually there by measurement. Oh, nice. Instead of just being that. theoretical. That's dope. Yeah, super recent news, uh, science news alert. Hello. All right, so. So the crazy crocodile. Yo, so isn't it true that crocodiles can like just keep growing forever if they... I don't know if crocodiles, maybe. Or are these alligators, I mix them up. No, these are terror crocodiles. Okay. They were about 10 meters long. Terror crocs. 10 is, meters? Yeah. Which that's about 30 feet. Yikes. So, yeah. That's scary as fuck. These things live like... Teeth the size of bananas. Yeah, man. Oh, like, they chowed down on dinosaurs, so they weren't around recently. Yeah, yeah, no. This was like okay. uh, prehistoric. I'm relieved. Yeah. but you have like, a goofy face on this illustration. I know. Dude, it looks like... In those Ren and Stimpy episodes where, like, <laughs> Stimpy is different animals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dude, it's totally that. It has, like, the front lips of a cat. And it's got, like, the bulb nose like Stimpy had. Dude, it's <laughs> fucking a dead ringer, man. This is the funniest murder. Oh Yo, this God. is, like, uh, Stimpy dial. <laughs> we call it Stimpy. Dude, now that was a fucking show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Oh, Ren. That reminds me, I need to finish Silicon Valley. Speaking yeah. of Mike Judge, same creator. Right? Or am I thinking, I'm thinking of Beavis uh, and Butthead. No, and he made Beavis and Butthead. Mike Judge did. Yes, yes, but he didn't make Ren and Stimpy. I'm messing that up. No, I can't remember who made Ren and Stimpy. Yo, Brian Gibson, what's up? <laughs> Whoa. Hey, coming with the text, Brian Holla. Yeah, what even is this show? Hard science and uh, weird animals. Yeah, there totally. Yeah. <laughs> Occasional synthesizer tips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Plenty of those. Car talk. Gone. All types of shit, man. Yeah, so terrible. Ter but I think we're always going to, like, discover, I mean, terrifying animals until we stop. I want to see, like, the biggest motherfucker that's ever lived in the ocean. That's what I want to know. Because I bet that shit's... Like what trumps the blue whale? Scary as fuck, yeah. Because again, like, I mean, the biggest creature that's ever existed is in the ocean. I mean, the blue whale is that now, but I think there had to be some, like, way bigger shit back in the day, man. Yeah, Squidosaurus. Dude. 
Yeah, we're going to go from, like, high particle physics to, like, Squidosaurus. <laughs> we got the gamut. We Dude, got what if it, was, if it was, like, arm squid? Oh, it's all arms. <laughs> Just grabbing it's, elbows. It was arm squid. <laughs> yes. Arm squid. Oh, man. Wait, this might be a good opportunity to, to remind everyone about my mythical creature that I need to, like, bring back some f- fictional stories about. It's called Sea Cat. Sea cat is this Christ-like entity. Oh, some of this has got to come back. Maybe it's been a while, but sea cat is fish on the bottom, cat on the top. Like a, like a mermaid, but cat. And it's like the most miserable suffering entity because cats hate being wet. Yeah. But sea cat can only live in the sea yeah. or he'll dry up and not be able to breathe for long on the land. So he has to live in a state of constant... Uh, unbelonging. Yeah. Like neither place does he truly go. He doesn't make sense. And because of that, because of his like holy life of suffering, Mm. he's the most patient, loving entity. That's like the ultimate, like Christ like being (laughs) is sea cat. Sea cat is love. I, Again, I've known you all this time, and I've never fucking heard that, dude. Oh. That is so great. I, I was it. holding out on you. Yeah, man. Yeah. I can't believe you're holding out about Sea Cat, dog. Sea <laughs> Cat. Shit, I could have converted a long time ago. <laughs> Fuck, man. Sea Cat is love. Sea Cat is life. Yeah. Sea Cat. Shit, dude. That's a t-shirt. All patience. Fucking t-shirt, The man. most patient entity possible. Erica says she took her naked cat swimming this morning. Did those yeah. cats like to swim? That's hella cool. I wish, like, my cats would swim. But that ain't never happening. Yeah, but my cats us. are also, like, not going to do anything. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're independent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, independently waiting for me to feed them. <laughs> Fuck nuts. Wet All right. cats. All right, should we do our... Uh, I think we can do some other bil- Bilbos. Yeah, teaser. You're going to get some Bilbos, and then you're going to learn about my wrist donut. Uh, from ball wash you put that on after you after you cleanse yourself and get a nice little fragrance down there and it lasts all day and it's absolutely really amazing Ooh, yes. and it smells great so there you go yeah heck yeah thank you so much i'm so proud to be coming thank you section. ball wash and uh, visit you, them wash. online at ballwash.com and use coupon code radio vegas to get 20 percent off man i'm, I'm having they so have, much fun they have like shampoos and they have soap and i'm very excited have... about this like <laughs> all you see this like i wonder how that works yeah. or what it smells like. well you should open and smell it and you'll get even more excited twist and pull. He, he, had n- and pull. he had no trouble at, uh, at all over here. Listen, all right, I don't grab things that are lubricated, all right? Give me a break, all right? It smells delicious. No, <laughs> no, actually, you can smell it through the can. It actually does smell oh, pretty you good. Yeah. yeah, it says ocean air and solid cologne. Ooh, I'm under cedar and citrus for those woodsy smells. I mean, it says ocean and air on mine. Does it say yours is cedar? Cedar and citrus. Okay, here, I'll trade you. So you, so you can smell mine. Well, I don't want you to smell it that way, but I mean, this, well, is, this is nice too. Yeah, see, it's, they actually make some really good smell. Dude, not rub. You know, tonight, let's, you know, let's put it to the test. Let's rub some nuts. Let's, ru- let's rub the cedar and the ocean together. See, we could get a woody ocean. Let's rub some nuts. When you need the balls to smell as fresh as the day. Nut rub. From Ball Wash. Use coupon code RADIOVEGAS to get 20% off. If you have diabetes and you're on Medicare, Medicaid, or have private insurance, you may qualify for a new continuous glucose monitor. Managing your diabetes is crucial to your health. The new CGM can automatically and easily help you manage your diabetes more effectively. And by using a CGM, you can eliminate the one thing most people with diabetes dislike the most, finger sticks. 
Now you can automatically manage your diabetes and end the painful finger sticks. Solara Medical Supplies makes it simple for you to have a new CGM. We'll do all the insurance paperwork for you and deliver the newest in diabetic care technology right to your door. Take charge of your diabetes today with the help of a new continuous glucose monitor. Call now to learn more. 800-571-1651. 800-571-1651. Hey, it's RadioVegas.rocks. Check out Sin City Lovin' Podcast. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up. I'm gonna, don't look over here. I'm going to pull up the... I don't want to look over there. No, but I want everyone to see your face. Is it a blue vagina? Is that what you're you talking about? To, okay, That's hold on. That's disgusting. I want you to see... I want everyone to watch your face because this is their first time Oh, my God. I'm so nervous. <laughs> so nervous. I'm going to hide my face. Don't look yet. Oh, let my let gosh. The images. So gross. It's so... Okay, you ready? No. You, wait, let me get it. Let Dude, me am I going to puke? I ate breakfast you this might. morning. Hold on. It's pulling up. I'm Are you ready? Me. I was like, no, I'm not giving BJ's. Are you ready? No, I'm not you ready? ready. I don't want to look. You guys ready? You want to watch your face? <laughs> no, you got to look. Do it. Do it. Do it. I can't. Do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is disgusting. Exactly. Tell me. Oh, <laughs> I'm seriously gonna throw up. <laughs> oh my god. Tell me you, you don't show that in health class and people will stop having <coughs> s- dirty sex. That's Sin City Lovin' Podcast every other Wednesday at 9 a.m. on RadioVegas.rocks. Welcome back. It's Greasy Conversation, the talk show on RadioVegas.rocks. If you were just enjoying those commercials with me, um, uh, large pores, I think, is how a waffle can resemble. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Like, very, like, a, like a cat's face where the whiskers go in. Like big old sockets. Love it. Yeah, I think that's what, the, what they were talking about. Yeah, Greg was wondering how it gets like waffle-like. Yeah, like, I've never the heard waffle, blue waffle before. The waffle comparison part. And now comes. I regret more yeah. of my life than I did five minutes ago. Yeah, we're teaching you so you don't have to learn. So, all right, all right, where we go? Where we go? We're talking about we the my donut, my, oh, yeah. my fashion donut. Yeah. It's extremely lucky. It's extremely lucky fashion. Let me show you guys how it's supposed to be worn. It's a very versatile document. Document. It's a versatile. Ver- Hold on, slow down. It's a versatile clothing garment. I don't know what it's called. I spent hours Googling this item to try to figure out what the heck it is or how you would search for it or how... I would get another one or something to happen to this one, but it might, maybe it's the only one in the world, but for the radio people listening, it's a fabric donut, like the mini donuts that you get at AMPM. Yeah, or that's exactly. Yeah. Seven Eleven, but it's like a cream corn colored <laughs> and it's glued. Yes. And a, a sewn object. There's glue involved in this high quality object to this headband, the same color. And uh, I don't know what you call it. Like uh, I, I Googled donut headband, Taurus headband, uh, butthole headband, <laughs> all these things it looks like. Well, and I found headband. nothing. You say butthole or anus? Both. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Anal headband was totally different. <laughs> um, so how, how did I get it? I order electronics online a lot. Uh, you know, little boards, little chips. So... I don't know if something I missed, forgot, or like, you know, didn't come, but I'm pretty sure all my chips came and someone just sent this to me by accident. The bag said electronics on it. 
so I, I've got all these questions. I'm wondering what factory or warehouse has both chips and circuit boards and resistors and stuff that also has these and how they could mix that up. Or if someone like switch a rude, they're like, oh, I right. need this reverb chip. Um, I'll put this in there and they won't know the difference. <laughs> they'll be stoked. They'll, they'll be totally thinking they ordered this uh, butthole headband. Almost the same thing. Yeah. So, uh, what were, did we have any other questions about it? I feel like there's a, there's like just, a whole ongoing. Yeah, where can we find it? What is this? If you know, if you could help us, here's some more details. There's like styrofoam pellets in the donut part, like you'd find in a beanbag chair. Yep. It's glued badly. Like there's some stray glue. Like it's not very well constructed. It's like I a, think someone like made that at the place that they were putting your chips in the box. And then threw it in there just first, just to fuck with you. Yeah, what if they're like, when this product gets to America, it's gonna jumpstart my business if I can. Like, can you when you take your mixtape and like stash it in the supermarket? Oh yeah, like someone some, yeah. Yeah, um, Fred Durst is gonna buy Cheerios and get my mixtape. That's how Puddle of Mud got discovered. Look it up. Really? No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they were like a they were a totally contrived studio people, right? Yes, Puddle of Mud uh, was one guy that gave his mixtape to a security guard to give to Fred Durst. Oh, and Fred wow. Durst was so enamored that he grabbed that dude and had him put together a studio band. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, there's nothing, like, wrong with doing an album with studio musicians at all. No, but there's a lot wrong with Puddle of Mud. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Very true. All right. Where are we going? What we got? Where are we going? What we got? <laughs> all right. How about... How about that Boeing 747s still use floppy disks for critical software updates? That's right. If you want to update your 7, what is it, the 747? 747. You know, frankly, it's spectacular that you can use a floppy disk to update something. That's still? Right. Fuselage was invented. Like, a lot of these planes flying, like, the actual construction of the metal tube that you're flying in was, like, late 60s, early 70s. Mm -hmm. And it's like a, like a ship of Theseus where they just keep replacing chunks of the hull uh, that get extra strain on them. New engines, a lot of these are on their third engines. Yeah. It's a, it's a trip. So, yeah, like, wow, that floppy disk update was probably an upgrade. Before that, That's be, fucking scary, dude. Yeah, you guys know what you do before floppy disks? You have to swap out an a EEPROM chip. Those are these chips that you would uh, flash using ultraviolet light. And, uh, you'd what, pop, pop what if those they had, like, a stack of the... What were the the original, like, big actual floppy disk. I can't remember. <laughs> what, what were those called? Oh, I can't remember five those. and a quarter. Yeah, five and a quarter. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you had to have, like, a stack of them. <laughs> How much did those hold? Like, not it was, was it even, like, megabytes? I can't remember. It's so uh, fucking long ago. I know it's 1.44 for the, the biggest floppy disk Scott. The, the yeah, so it had to be, like, some kilobytes or something. That's crazy, man. Yeah, it's definitely in the hundreds of kilobytes. So... <laughs> Remember installing Windows 3.1 was like a stack of floppies taller than wide just to yeah. get Windows on there? I remember I thought my grandma was so pimp for having a hard drive. I was like, right, it's sick. Funny. You don't have to run. You don't have to put a disc in every time to run did, games. Did your family ever have like, well, I'm sure your family because your parents were royal. You have a techie oh, grand, yeah. grandparents even on both yeah. sides are really techie. But I remember my family bought like a, an Apple G2, I think. So one of the old old ass apples with like the green dot matrix screen yeah the 2e oh man yeah 
Yeah. Apple two. Yeah, the Apple two. The two E was like just one with more memory, I think. But yeah, we had the mon- you had the monochrome one. They, there was a color Apple two. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 You can swap out the cards and stuff. That was special. We didn't have an Apple. We we were like more indie than that. We had a couple Commodore sixty fours. Yeah. The Commodore. I kind of wish like I would have got into that as a kid, but I didn't know nothing about it. Yeah, my grandma would pass computers down the family as they'd get too old for her because she's like into gadgets on my mom's side and then my dad's side was um probably can't confirm it for sure probably the first blind computer programmer oh really it was my grandpa he programmed uh the computer on the on the university of michigan it was a univac one of those big room-sized univacs to this day, I have spare parts from it, and a lot of the stuff I build has, oh, really? yeah, reclaimed Univac wire in it. Wasn't didn't you say like someone worked on the ENIAC? Oh no, or that was a, yeah, that was a yeah. Univac was like a commercial ENIAC. Yeah, because ENIAC was like the second. Was it ENIAC and then Maniac or vice versa? Yeah, uh, if I'm if I'm remembering right, ENIAC was first, and it was a, a one-off. Yeah. Whereas Univac was mass-produced. But there was another one. There was a second one oh, in between yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, IBM's, uh, I- IBM had a competitor not long after the Univac. Because IBM was making tabulation machines and didn't think that a full-on computer computer was something they could sell until the Univac came on the scene and predicted an election. Oh, really? Yeah, That's and they, what... they advertised it as an electronic brain, and they sponsored the television production of the election oh, so wow. the, they're like um so they were like ad placemented into the production and it was epic they're like let's check the electronic brain for the results it predicts and it predicted uh someone would win that wasn't the popular candidate and that candidate won oh wow yeah and then there was tons of businesses looking to upgrade from an ibm tabulation machine to a full-on thinking electronic brain and uh, ibm was like because, like, ENIAC was developed to, like, help with the atom bomb, right? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure ENIAC was a specialty machine yeah. that was just a predecessor. But it was, like, the root it. of all that stuff. It was, like, the first version of before they made UNIVAC and shit. That's a cool story. Like, cool history story is just uh, the Manhattan Project and, like, how they developed the computers and shit. Yeah, and people think it started with vacuum tubes, but the first electronic machines like that were actually relays. A bunch of ele- mm. mechanical relays clicking and clackering. That's right. And they had to, like, hand write, or they had to, like, hand create the, like, punch cards for, like, yeah. the programming. Yeah, that was a popular way to program Univax was with punch cards. And, in fact, my grandma met my, oh, you know what? No, it was actually my mom had a gig feeding punch cards. Oh, no shit. Which is crazy. Awesome. This is someone born in 59 that's, like, not even all the way a boomer, like kind of in between boomer and Gen X would be my mom. And like uh, she was for some company uh, had a gig feeding punch cards. So punch cards. Yeah, it's like holes that make electrical connections. And it's something that we've like I've held one mm. as a kid that she had like left over. And it's just like a Scantron, but with holes. Yeah. And uh, that's another thing that people are going to be weirded out that we like interacted with. Like, are you scribbling in bubbles on a scantron like a caveman? Yeah, meanwhile, kids are, like, poking at iPads now, probably. Yeah. (laughs) I doubt it not with, like, school budgets, man. (laughs) I mean, some schools, yeah, but. For sure. Most, no. 
Yeah, and then you give the kid an iPad and they go to study at home and like their iPad's all virused up from their older brother loading up with porn so they can't do their homework with it anymore. It's sad. Yeah, just keep that shit at school. Anyway, and it's this, so back to like this blowing floppy thing real quick. It's kind of scary too. Because what was that like last year or like two years ago? Boeing had all those planes that went down because some like some software update. Is that what it was? Well, what it was is the engine was moved further to fit a larger, more efficient engine mm. without redesigning the plane and having to have s pilots recertify. But I, there was some, there was like some other function yes. that was added that had to do with like leveling the plane or exactly. something. Exactly. So in order for the plane to fly similar to how it always did, mm. even with this different weight distribution there was a software level, level that was put in to compensate. And it was its own little thing. And that, that software to um, make the plane act more like when its engines were further back had too much authority. So when it decided based on one sensor, so everything that decides uh, that can like, everything's redundant on mm. these airplanes. So there's more than one sensor that can tell how the plane is tipped. But through like lazy rushing it through people not double checking well enough, this software only checked one sensor. Mm, so when that right. sensor was faulty, it would think that the plane was going down and pull the yoke up and pull the plane up. Mm. And then there was a second mistake and that's that this had too much authority. So when it decided it was time to play pull the plane up, even if the plane was already going up and stalling because of the sensor being wrong, the pilot couldn't push it back down and compensate because oh. the pilot had less authority than this faulty software layer. Not only that, but they baked it in so deep that they couldn't just issue an update. They had to ground these planes for months. Yeah. I, I think they might still be grounded. I think there was a I wash. think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. And two different planes crashed, killing all on board. Yeah. They just weren't American planes, so it wasn't as big a news over here. Yeah, right. America's like, eh. Yeah, even though America had some close calls with this jet that weren't public. Yeah. Where pe there, was a, uh, there was a little note, because uh, they, were, they weren't... They, there was a third mistake in that they didn't make how to deal with this more public. So these two planes that went down, they didn't know how to disable or even what part of the plane was causing this, what system was Yeah, that was the thing, like the training of the pilots like wasn't even yeah. close. I think it was called NCAS. So yeah. if you look at Boeing... Uh, NCAS, PCAS, something CAS, and that that system, they could turn it off and recover. And there's so, so several near misses where that happened. I wonder if, like, once we had some close calls in America, that's when they were like, okay, you got to <laughs> ground them. Yeah, it's serious now, guys. It should have been before that first crash because there's already close calls reported before the first crash. So it's disgusting. Um, of all, all the things that are done in air travel to make it safe, it takes layers of mistakes to do this, and all those layers were present. Yeah, so it's and like, very shameful of Boeing. And how many like layers of people that had to decide like I'm not just, just shrug. Yeah. yeah, and like yeah. that's the thing I always have like would point out for the idea of like government regulations on companies. Yeah, like they always happen because of stuff like this. It wasn't like. Someone was sitting around and it's like, oh, I better make sure uh, companies can't dump chemicals into the lake yeah. that feeds into the soil that makes people fucking sick. Yeah. No, they waited until like that happened. And then there was like a 20 year lawsuit and like hundreds of people died and it fucked up people for their whole life. And they're like, oh, wait, <laughs> we finally proved it. All right. Companies can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like it's the free market taken too far. Yeah. Because like th there's uh, all this, you know, 
positivity in having a free market and letting um, the cream rise to the top and like people decide the value of things. And I love it, but there's a limit. And so when people start dying because of negligent entities that can't have an individual, you know, diff diffusion of responsibility. Yeah. If it's not any one en uh, en entity's like issue, like the whole company can just share the blame and it's not as big a deal. And, and that's yeah. gross. That's why things need a certain amount of regulation. We can't I mean, it's practically like why off. LLCs were cr developed in the first place anyway. Yeah. You know, so, so avoid regulation. And yeah. yeah. And diffusion of response so that there's no one to blame when shit bad shit happens. For sure. So, or you just fire the CEO and get a new one. It's like yeah. everything's good now. Yeah. No, no person became bankrupt. Yeah. This entity. We'll just call it something else next time. Yeah. It <laughs> happens. It's disgusting. Anyway, all right. We're getting to that. Start ranting about. Yeah. Other shit. All right. And then I got this one for you, Waz, but I didn't uh -oh. really, I didn't really get it because I don't understand this shit because I'm a dummy. <laughs> but uh, chemist created the brightest ever fluorescent light. Oh, no. I was going to look into this one, and I didn't. I did check it, and it so it, it seems like the way they spaced out this new material they're using was able to, like, I yeah. guess. Fluorescent lights, it's a, it's a phosphor. And, in fact, in color LEDs, oh, color, white LEDs also, it's not red green and blue leds mixed together like mm -hmm. in a screen it's a uh, uv leds it's just like an extreme uh evolution of the blue led shining onto phosphor like you'd find in a fluorescent light so that's apparently they've been held back in their brightness due to the fact that they don't mix well together mm -hmm. when being transformed into solid materials and they undergo a thing called quenching to get them solid and um, so apparently they've been able to mix a colored dye with a clear solution called cyanostar, a star-shaped uh. macrocycle molecule. Macrocycle, don't know what that means, but there's a quenching effect in there that helps prevent it. So. Got it. I would say, so like. Wow, it's beautiful, though. By keeping the material like in a somewhat liquidy, liquid adjacent yeah. state. That's cool. Yeah, it does look pretty rad. The shapes are cool, too. Those are little, like, psychedelic cubes, man. Yeah, it looks like brain coral or something. Or they're like uh, uh, mandel bulbs. Wow. Yeah, the, the colorful shapes they used for this is, like, so magical. It's hard it to even be, think about the It would be pretty the rad to here. just have, like, tons of these around your house, man. Yeah. This just is like, a, it's like a mathematical foam they used as the shape for this. Yeah. Wow, and then look at this attached article, too, about bioluminescent mushroom genes. Hell yeah. Yeah. They've, well, they've been doing that with, like, fish, to, or, like, sea creatures that have bioluminescence. They've been using for, um, how to make some shit go in the dark. I can't, like, plant leaves and shit. Brightest glow-in-the-dark plants yet. It's the future. Glow plants all over the yard. Dude, see where how, I'm going. How much radder would it be if, like, inside your house or your place... You didn't have lamps and shit. You had just tall-ass plants in the corner that were bright as fuck, dude. That's such a cool future. That's, that's where I want to be in the future. Glow nightlight plants. Dude, all, then you... then, Man, you just... So many plants in your house. Fuck, yeah. yeah. I love Let's do it. small points of light and indirect light. Little hidden yeah. glowy things. Whew. Better. And then, like, pretty soon plants will be talking. Oh, yeah. Have a whole lot of new friends. 
That's the future of Alexa, is just talking plants. Yeah, I've finally been getting it more in the habit of yelling at my phone. Oh, yeah? You using Siri? Yep, finally. Like 10 years after <laughs> she's been around. <laughs> I pretty much only use it to text you that I'm on the way with oh, a yeah? thing. Yeah. Is <laughs> <laughs> so anything else is like use a traffic light or something? It's so quick just to be like, yay. Yeah, I'm exactly. Here. So, all right. Then also we have some, uh, so uh, picked up by NASA spacecraft, the Martian sky was seen pulsing in ultraviolet light. Wow. And the reason for this, I read it, and then it was in my brain with all the other like CIA shit, so it kind of got moved out. We have the most wondrous, like magical science stuff this episode. Yeah. This is like yeah, totally. spellbinding. So this, what I vaguely remember reading, you might want to read this. Um, article if you're interested but it was like just from different gases like higher up in the atmosphere being pushed down that mixed with other types of gases that cause this type of uh, color to go off greasyconversation.com just click on this episode and there's a link to our google docs live news document yeah so but I'm sure there's some photos it looks like a weird green oh yeah with light it looks like a like a '90s early 3D video game. Yeah, it's like squares exactly to what it. Looks it. Like. Yeah, Space Rogue. Do you guys play Space Rogue? Hollow, if you Hollow, if you played Space what, Rogue. What system was that on? That was a old PC game. Oh, okay. It was kind of like a Sierra game, but more knockoffy. Oh yeah. But you could fly a spaceship and like land and trade with people. Revolutionary. I used to play some like Nintendo game where. You had your little ship, you had to fly around, and then your little astronaut dude got out. But I can't remember the name of it. Oh, help us. I, I rented that one, and it was awesome. Damn. Yeah. Help us Dude, that find was my it. jam, but it was hard as fuck. Yeah. Well, <gasps> as a kid. And then, like, if I ever get nostalgic and, like, look back on games I used to love or watch, like, speedruns of those games. That's um, fun. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, I used to have so much trouble with this game as a kid, and these people are, like, killing it. And then I'll, like, get the game on Steam or something, like, or an emulator. And I'm like, nope, I still suck. I just suck. <laughs> so there's two. You know what my favorite was for that was the Sierra games that you, are they're, like, kind of role-playing games where you move the character with the keyboard, but you can type stuff, too, mm. and click on stuff with the mouse. Uh, the, they're Indiana Jones games that were really awesome like that. But the King's Quest series was so sick. Uh, so You Want to Be a Hero was the second one. I actually played that one. But seeing the whole King's Quest trilogy, people play through it. Mm. So sick. I think Game Grumps did a playthrough. Yeah. That's really awesome. Highly recommend. <gasps> Hell yeah, get that. Yeah, okay. the Game Grumps one is really funny. Yeah. Laser, laser Suit Larry, too. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, I put a note in here because I caught a YouTube ad because I still get those because I'm a fucking troll. Yeah, I got right. YouTube Red over here. YouTube <laughs> so, Premium. So, I saw an ad for a new Leisure Suit Larry game, dog. Finally. Leisure Suit Larry, wet dreams dry twice. <laughs> Yo. I'm on it. I'm already playing it. I actually played one of the... It was one on, like, PlayStation. Oh, yeah, there's like a early 2000. Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's and it, it's kind of funny, like, there's the... There's the situations where you, like go on the dates with the chicks and you have to like maneuver sperm through like this obstacle course that's like <laughs> coming at you like a side scroller. 
yeah. you have to do that to make sure he says like slick stuff, you know, and like yeah. gets laid. It's just hilarious. This little sperm is like, what the game is like fucking. Yeah, it's like a mini game, and it determines how well you converse. Yeah, and how, <laughs> like yeah, just pick up chicks. It's hilarious, man. They're terrible games, really, but so new funny. Leisure Suit Larry. They're like aware of themselves. That's why yeah, it's so it, great. Yeah, it's like <laughs> over the top. It's supposed to be like that, like. Well, in that one, it's like the kid. It was the original Leisure Suit Larry's like nephew. Yeah, I think in that that's one. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So he had to like carry on the legacy. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, I forgot <laughs> about that. That's so good. Dude, those games are so silly. So silly. There's a space one too. Um, you know. You know. What? Like a space Leisure Suit Larry? Yeah, same engine as the old Leisure Suit Larry because it's all the Sierra engine. So it's the same engine as King's Quest. And I. Phew, Darn if I can remember, but there was like a space King's Quest that was sick too. Explore planets and stuff. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Yeah, you can't miss it with that description I just gave you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where are we going to next? Where are we going to next? Oh, this one was a trip, man. Oh, okay. With that excitement, let's teaser it in. Behold. I man, this one was like pretty, pretty far out in sciency, um, but it basically says the force of nothingness has been used to manipulate objects. Yeah, this is what got me in that string of what I was saying before about that all the other baryonic matter getting discovered. Um, so it, this, this talks about yeah. yeah the attractive force that arises between two surfaces in a vacuum, also known as the Casimir force. Yeah, it's really That's weird. It's like uh, things will be drawn to each other when there's extra nothing between them. Yeah, which is weird. So it's like actually a force that propels them instead of actually nothingness. Yeah, and it's mostly it seems to be applicable in this in like a tweezer kind of way, like just like holding something objects. in position. Yeah, yeah. not like. Uh, Moving buildings and shit. It reminded me of like the dude from the Incredibles. Yeah. The zero point energy. And then I also thought, what if that movie was called The Incredibles instead? <laughs> and it was about glasses of milk trying to not turn into cheese. <laughs> Incredibles. I just love stupid twists on movie titles like that. They make <laughs> it so dumb. Like, yeah. Incorrigibles. Yeah. <laughs> Incorrigibles. <laughs> when everyone's special. Everyone's special. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, real quick, before our last Bilbo. You know, our last Baggins moment. Yep. Uh, so Disney has officially ended the 20, 20th Century Fox brand. One of the most storied names, uh, recognizable logos. Yeah, no more, entertainment. no more 20th Century Fox anymore, you guys. But it's not entirely gone. They've... They, just got rid of two of the words. So now it's just 20th. Just 20th. Just no, uh, entertainment. No, isn't it 20th television? Yeah, it's 20th something. Hold on. Let me actually look at my actual craziness here. But yeah, since Disney owns it, they're like, they're, they're over Fox. Wow. No more, no more Fox. Which seems weird. Or Century. Just, it just seems like a, such a strong, like, brand that's not really... It's only associated with movies and, like, TV, I feel. Or, like, yeah. fiction shows, you know? And it is Not a like strong news. brand. Um, it's, it is kind of like one of those end-of-the-era things, but they could also set it up to bring it back, too. 
Yeah, that's true. And it kind of revitalizes it, referencing it with a new name, but changing it. So it's just 20th television. Yeah, which is weird. Like, that just doesn't... And it seems like it's entirely a television brand now. But just, like, 20th what television? I know. That's what tri- that's what's tripping me out, We were man. talking about this being the 20th century, or the last one was. So, you yeah. know. They had 20, 21st, 21st TV. Come on, man. Y'all can do better. Yeah. Shit, man. I'm, I'm left feeling disappointed. Oh, yeah. Big time, man. Whoever... You know, that's like some shit comes out and you're like, all right, who's naming this shit? Because y'all fired. Like, totally. Like when Jack in the Box or some, they have those mini croissant donuts. And I'm like, why the fuck did y'all not say croissonuts? Yeah, it's... Where, uh, like, am I crazy? Croissonuts, it's on the table. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. It's like super easy. Why aren't you there? Like, uh, whoever your marketing dude is... Fucking get them out of there. I like croissants. I like donuts. I'm not going to remember there was a combo without a delicious word like croissants. Yeah. Fuck wants to say croissant donuts. Croissonuts. Whoever wants to say croissant anyway. Yeah. You know? Croissant. Too, too good for to say croissant. Are you kidding me? Yeah, by the time I'm halfway through the word, I don't even want one anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really feel croissant. like a croissant. Uh, never mind. Croissant. Yeah. All right. That's it. <laughs> croissant, dude. Yeah, the word croissant just ruins breads for me. It does. Ugh. I gotta get that taste out of my mouth. <laughs> All right. Billy. Gosh, this. What's with this ad? Billy hey Niels Bohr. Oh, it's B- Billy Niels Bohr time? Listen up. The soap you shower with? It's you probably haven't even questioned what bar of soap you lather up with. Let's face it, most guys don't. They're still using whatever bar their mommy bought for her little man. Is that what you want? To smell like mama's little man? Ugh. But now you can upgrade your shower game with Dr. Squatch Natural Soap. To subscribe to Dr. Squatch, visit RadioVegas.rocks and click on the banner. Or don't, and continue to be mommy's little helper. Dr. Squatch Natural Soap. Real soap for real men. There's nothing wrong with helping your mom. It's okay to be mommy's helper. But get some dope soap anyway. Link at the RadioVegas.rocks website. You guys love tacos? I do. Yes. I do. Okay, right? Love yeah. tacos. That's my care. spirit animal. I don't care what gender you are or, you know, we just, we love tacos, right? Sexually identifies a taco. Yes. Whatever, man. <laughs> but, you know, since Sweet. we all love tacos... We all need to know about Pinjay's Tacos. And do you know where it's at? It's 9205 West Russell Road. It's an awesome place for lunch, dinner, or both. <laughs> Here at RadioVegas.rocks, we love this place so much that if you mention us and order a blood orange margarita, they will give you a free gringo taco. What? Free gringo taco? Yes, that's right. That's what I said. And you know what else? It's like, okay, you're like, well, I don't really feel like driving over there. They have two locations, bruh. Two fucking locations. But you need to get in on this deal. You must visit the Russell location. I mean, yeah, that's where you got to go for the free gringo tacos. But I'm just saying, you know what I mean? If you're just like, I don't have gas for that, but I have money for tacos, just go to the other one. But yeah, Pinch's Tacos, because who else doesn't love tacos, man? Who else doesn't love tacos, man? Who else doesn't love tacos, man? So we're back, right? I declared. I just cut in there. Sure, yeah. I just decided. We're back now. So officially, this is Greasy Conversation, spelled the right way, dot com. 
I need to buy that URL now. GreasingConversationsFeltTheRightWay.com. Oh, uh, then I found, dude, I just, every time I see one, I got to pull one of these up because they're fucking great. UFO sighting. Ancient alien temple found in NASA Mars rover photos, claims UFO hunter. Of course he did. Because <laughs> they always do. And it always turns out to be a fucking rock. <laughs> or a collection of rocks. Yeah, or some rocks like that fell on top of each other. Like, rocks can fucking do that. Rocks can look like things sometimes. And in fact, our brains are prone to making things that don't look like things seem like things. Totally. So, you know, if there, unless it's talking, there ain't no face on Mars. Unless there's aliens coming out on Sunday, it ain't no alien temple church thing. <laughs> All right? It's just fucking rocks, dude. Secret doorway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It has, like, those lines in it that stuff has when it's part of the Earth. Yeah, when it's been, when the, the wind has, like eroded it for millions of years yeah, yeah that's like, never happened on earth <laughs> there's no rocks like that on earth the layers it's got the layer lines yeah right yeah that who could paint happens. these perfectly straight lines and these layers of rock yeah aliens <laughs> wait this is kind of a weird contrast to the article i pulled up by accident that's like the one i was talking about at the beginning oh yeah that yeah. uh that i'm like really you know when a you ever have a pomeranian dog and you make a noise it hadn't heard before and its head's all cocked to the side. That's how I'm feeling about this article. <laughs> and it's popular mechanics. Popular mechanics, you know, um, they're generally not very weird. But they have this article, Pentagon has off-world vehicles not made on this earth. Um, the bombshell, the government's once clandestine UFO program will reveal findings on unexplained materials and crashes. Uh, there's an update uh, just last month. We've updated this story to include official comments provided by the Pentagon to Poplar Mechanics, as well as clarification of Senator Harry Reid's original comments. Um, and with that update, I'm not sure what that says about this exclusive investigation. Oh, no, wait where it says our exclusive investigation is actually an ad embedded in this document. <laughs> so this might not be that exclusive. Ooh, so everyone's interested in learning from it, but like, I'm still not seeing something that's like for sure this just like, Hey, we're really telling you about this thing. We don't really have any evidence of. Yeah. That's how it feels to me. But you know, I'm also just like, kind of set in my ways as far as thinking the government only had baloney, fakey-ass UFOs. <laughs> yeah, because so here's, uh, I just found um, Harry Reid's uh, original, original yeah. statements. Because okay. he hasn't been a senator here for many, many years. But he told the Times that he believes that crashes of objects of unknown origin may have occurred and that retrieved materials should be studied. After looking into this, I came to the conclusion that there were reports, some were substantive, some not so substantive, that there were actual materials that the government and the private sector had in their possession. So no, uh, for sure, like a lot of these things. What drives me nuts is if anyone supposedly private or public has anything that's an exotic material in their possession, why can't any independent scientist do any measurement on it? You know, even something as simple as like, uh, like, um, the composition analysis, the spectrography. Mm. Why can't we spectrograph any of this shit? Like, it's simple. It's, like, non-destructive. You put it in a box and shine light on it, see what lights doesn't come back, and you know what it's made of. Like, why can't we even do that? It's so lame. I, That's why I get all mad about this. It's I like, know the reason. 
<laughs> and I will explain it for money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't. No, it's money. <laughs> Serious. It's the allure of uh, cornering the market share. Yeah, you can't milk this stuff when if you like let someone just spectrograph it all willy-nilly. Right. Erica says Cronuts are bomb. That's even a better name. I think that's what... Cronuts! Yeah, I saw a long time ago, and then now I'm like, Cronuts, because I still want to be a little French. <laughs> you know? Cronuts. See, I'll take a cronut. I'll take a donut. But croissant is like, oh, that word. It's like moist. <laughs> Just leave that sitting um, there. Yeah. Croissant. Oh, baby, let me see your croissant. This is a really unsexy word. I guess. Yeah, some croissants one. over here. I like a chick with some <laughs> croissants. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, that, that's a fine sports car. It's like got all the croissants. Right. <laughs> Nothing's exciting. I, I love it. Yeah. That's what, that's what that word should mean. Yeah. Six million dollar home, full size backyard croissant. <laughs> it's not exciting. <laughs> and then there's just like, there's literally just like the walls are just painted croissants. <laughs> Floor, there's croissants everywhere. This is like all wrapped in like croissant vinyl. The whole Every, interior. Everything's beige, and there's flakes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can see, the carpet's full of croissant flakes. <laughs> well, yeah, wall-to-wall -wall croissant carpeting. You have to wipe your feet when you go out of here into your car. <laughs> oh my god, fucking love it. Oh, and check it. out. You wouldn't believe for our uh, 10th anniversary. You know that's a big anniversary. I got her nothing but the best uh, 24 karat croissant. <laughs> Fuck, man. You almost killed me, dude. Oh, you guys. I just discovered something. This is totally unrelated. But we've had this mixer for years. And, oh, this is a special thing. I'm going to move the camera for this. No one's ever peeled the protective plastic off this little screen. Check this out. We're going to get intimate. Hold on. This is worth it. Oh, I have a feeling shit's going to be falling all over the place anytime now. Okay. Wait, I've got to get... Oh, I'm out of cable. No. Okay, check this Check this out. Oh, my, my headphones unplugged <laughs> doing this. Okay. So, wait for it. Video people, you about, you'd be getting sick now. So, this little screen here with a little two on it that's for the reverb. Oh, it's not, it's not the same if you can't see it. I'm peeling it. It's happening live. You guys are going to get to see the peel. That's the best thing. You ever get a new electronics thing? And like, you think the screen's all messed up? Oh, here's the best story of this. So I had this teacher in elementary school, and she brought me these two watches. And she's like, the screens are all messed up, and I don't know what to do. And in front of her, I peeled this right off. Here, I'm doing it. Get ready. This is the sound of it peeling. <laughs> oh, brand new. Nice. I should have put the mic up against it. <laughs> yeah, now, so we, now we have this mixer that just one rectangle of it looks brand sparkling new. It's finally peeled. So anyway, this teacher, I did this in front of her, and she gave me, like, all the behavior bucks. So they had the, these things called behavior bucks yeah. at the elementary school. Oh, no, I just hit an F key, and it did something. <laughs> yeah, man, I got a free toy at, like, every assembly from then on. Yeah, just for peeling, just for peeling shit. Yeah, for fixing her watches. Oh, <laughs> repairing them. Repairing them, and that's all you did. That's hilarious. Imagine not knowing that though, and you like bump your wrist on the corner of a counter, 
and you're like, oh no, the front of it's ruined. And it just peels off like cheese that's brand new. Yeah. <laughs> like it's never been. Oh man. That'd be the best. Or you drop your phone and it's shattered and you just peel the shattered off and it's nice. Well, I guess that is a thing with screen protectors. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, if you're not living that screen protector life, whoosh, that's the kind of boring adult things that I'm psyched about. <laughs> right. Screen protectors, you guys. Yeah, man. You children don't understand. Save yourself some fucking money. Running around with your croissants. Dropping your croissants all over the place. Crummy crumb snatchers. All right. Now we got. Now we got. So. Whoa, did I just put the camera back in exactly the same spot? Look at this. This is the same scene. I'm winning, you guys. It looks pretty close, yeah. I'm having a day. So. Nothing but success over here. Generally, a problem with in astronomy of like looking at old galaxies is that it's generally believed like early galaxies are real messy. And just kind of giant clouds of like dust and stuff forming eventually massive stars and all this shit, you know? Yeah, they're just like gross, lumpy croissants of galaxies. Yeah, yeah. and they're just really like... Flaking around and stuff. Yeah, very nonconformist. All right, they haven't like yeah. been beaten into submission yet. No, free spirits. But, so some astronomers have found a galaxy similar to the Milky Way that's 12 billion light years away, which means that uh, they're actually looking at this galaxy from about when the universe was 1.4 billion years old, which is like a third. Third of the way? A third of its way, approximately. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, close enough, you know. Yeah. But, uh, no, that's right, yeah. Yeah, 4.5, yeah. That's, yeah, right. that's around a third. Or no, 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 I'm thinking of our, our planet. The galaxy is like 13.5. This picture, why is there a picture yeah. of the ring? Is this the Eye of Sauron? What is you better believe picture? it. There's no flaming circle in the. Maybe it's you know high resolution. What is this scary? Is this the, what the galaxy that this particular galaxy looks like? Because it's, it looks like, uh, uh, you know, like you become invisible when you put it on. There's got. I mean, it's it might be on. like light from the galaxy, but anything that far away, it's gonna be like. Yeah. And just like reading all the, you know, different light measurements and electromagnetic all different that shit checking yeah. the lensing because that's really fucking far away so this collection of photos is just called wonders of the universe it's not entirely likely that any of them are yeah actually it's not related. all about that i'm just looking at weird crap in the universe and being confused so sorry <laughs> what the heck even is this it's like a bloody pool with a glowing thing uh, floating that's in off it. of like it looks like a jupiter I thought so too, but it's got this zit thing on it. So, and look, these are black holes. I recognize oh, them anywhere. Be, yeah. Accretion disk. Hey, holla if you like yourself a nice accretion disk. Yeah, so this could be, uh, since it looks a lot like the Milky Way, they're calling it the Mirror Galaxy. So, and of it's course. It's from the early universe. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's huh. like really far away, really far in the past. Uh, lights just reaching us, so. Damn. Yeah. Yet it was as evolved as our it universe. It looks, back yeah, then. it's it's looking similar to the Milky Way, which is surprising because all the galaxies we've seen from around that time thus far, are like big clouds of space dust and massive stars, and like you know maybe some gas homies and shit, you know. I have two takeaways from what we're learning about these. I love that you said gas homies. I can't just leave that <laughs> hanging out. They're could be this mirror universe that was more evolved and more towards a, a more final shape, like less young even then, 
like a grandpappy universe mm-hmm. and perhaps there's life there that's further along too maybe it's like legit had a head start and it's an evolution but also maybe it's one of those time going around in a circle things and it's a late universe showing up where all the early universes was because of being all near like a loop point because we talked about in a previous episode the increasing evidence that the whole universe might be um well like cyclical exactly like expand contract expand contract yeah either cyclical in time or if you go far enough out you get back to curves where back on itself yeah yeah, Is so it weird? might be starting starting to curve back on Euclidean like a, geometry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's that's another prediction I have with that data. Could that be. could be like yeah. a really we don't actually know old universe, so old it circled back around a young town. That would be a trip, that we couldn't tell the difference that it's actually like simultaneously in oh time oh shit, yeah in the future and the past. Fuck. Like some of my clothes choices. <laughs> Get really dated. Hello. But I stick to them, and then I tell you, Corduroy's coming back. Look out. She's coming back? That shit never left, dog. Hell no. Corduroy forever. Hell yeah. Corduroy. So, There's oh. reissue Jankos. Get them. Oh, yeah. Dude, <laughs> I'm just waiting. Trust me. I got my I got my kangaroos and mammoths just waiting in that closet bin. Yeah. Waiting for it to come back. <laughs> Rocking them shits. Yeah, nice. I, I love... Uh, you know, when you, you put your head in the lap of a lover, and it's just to w- wake up looking like a, like a McRib, <laughs> <laughs> lines on your face. <laughs> Hello, I love it. Uh, then real quick, this is just a personal thing for me. Uh oh. Fucking Dune hype train. Dune. Fucking hype. Dune movie. Uh, if anyone's uh, looking for good sci-fi series to get into, as far as books go, fucking Dune. It's the best one, hands Dune. down. No debate, actually. Yeah, help this be a success uh, as an enterprise so that we can get all the sequels that Yeah, should but be. there's this cool article talking <gasps> about if color. it could... Yeah, if it could be, like... It might be the right time for this type of sci-fi, like, just how Lord of the Rings was. Like, it could be, like, that type of sci-fi flick, which is hopeful. I mean, it's that epic of a story. It's really mm-hmm. awesome. And it's not, like, super hard sci-fi. It it's, like, yeah, it's it, more it, fantasy-ish, and it's, it's kind of, like, darker, too. It goes, right? like, so far in the future where, like... People have decided that, like, uh, artificial intelligence is super scary, so they don't use, like, any type of computers. They'll use technology some, but it's not, like, you know. It's not essential. No. And it's there's a lot more, like, primitive society type shit, political intrigue, all types of shit. It's badass, though. Yeah, without it being that uh, second new Star Wars that was just all space committees. But he gets in deep. He'll do, like, I mean, theory of, like, ecology and religions and, like, how religions persist through just fucking culture, even over, like, a span of 10,000 years and shit. Like, it's really interesting. Awesome. But the whole series is dope, but... I love casual sci-fi where, like, things are marvelous and wonderful, but everyone's just desensitized to it. Robert Heinlein is, like, the best at that. And I think it'd be great to, in the wake of this, have some Heinlein stories, too, where just, like, uh, the craziness is just taken for granted. Like a door just dilates, and they're just like, "Yeah, the door dilated." Yeah, I, Dune's Dune's like that. Like this is the society you're yeah. in, and like that's how it is. And like, I mean, they do explain some of the stuff, but there's there's cool shit. There's like a weird secret society of like women who spend so much time dialing in their physical and mental body that they're basically um, they're considered like psychic, mm. but they can just read people so well 
that it's almost like mind reading. But it's, it's there's all like kinds so of cool legit. shit. That's how good cold readers do it today. Like the, yeah. best, the best psychics just read what's already in your head coming yeah. out. It's already sneaking out. But it's really, he's just got so many cool ideas. And hopefully the movie is like fucking badass because the other one was not that good. But it was the 80s, man. I mean, it's like an epic sci-fi flick. And it's like the 80s. Yeah. It went through like multiple directors and producers. And finally, David Lynch got on it. And he was he came in way too late and couldn't fix it. Cursed. Yeah. Plus, who, who brings David Lynch in to fix something? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I love David Lynch and all, but I wouldn't have him, like, make something make more sense. That's going to be, a, like, a big budget, like, studio sci-fi flick, you know? Yeah, it's like asking Kubrick, like, let's make sure 2001 people can understand the plot without reading the book. Yeah. It's like, okay, wink. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the first Dune movie is just, like, man, it's, it's a huge epic story and scope and like trying to do it in the 80s and then just like come on after it's like more than halfway done you ain't doing shit to that movie no it was cursed yeah it really was so it's not that great yeah it cursed the whole like you know that universe for a minute yeah but books are legit read them do it's it. coming back i love this color scheme it's I like tell red you, and purple i declare read dune or audiobooks, if you're, if you're into that. Whatever. Yeah, we should get ahead of that before it's out so we can be those read-it-before-it-came-out people. Although, I thought it was kind of fun. I did Jurassic Park seeing the movies and then reading the books. I thought it was kind of fun in that order. Yeah, I think, dude, like, depending on how the movie is, like, I don't think... I'm not one of those people that think you need to, like, read movies before... Or read books before you see movies and shit. I don't think it matters that much, honestly. I like to read the script of every movie I see before I see the movie. <laughs> Imagine that. That would be the worst <laughs> life. <laughs> I want, like, a legit, a legitimate script that, like, the, I read the, the director's copy yeah. of the script, right? Right. I get that shit off eBay, dog. All right. I want to critique the editor. Yeah. I am still, like, there's movies I still haven't seen because I can't get the scripts. <laughs> then I'm going to go see a movie without reading the script. Oh, Fucking nuts, man. Oh, hey, quick one. Did you hear that the the final blockbuster is an Airbnb now? Yeah. So you can, like, sleep out in it? I think that's actually your news. And <laughs> and I say, great. That is... So cool. An awesome use of the last blockbuster. Oh, crap. We have to show people the reverse waterfalls. Oh, yeah, yeah, This yeah. is insane. So uh, see if there's another one that's on the tank that we... While I bring up this. Uh, Reverse waterfalls, it's, I can't even describe it. It's something you've got to go take a look at. Yeah, so what it is, it's... Wind just to blows the waterfall it. up, yeah. Yeah, so it's this really, like, wide, thin waterfall. It's not like one of these massive, rushing, like, thick waterfalls that would, like, crush you if you're at the bottom of it. It's just this really wide waterfall that goes kind of a, a long ways around the cliff face, so it's thin. And then the wind is just, like, so strong, it's blowing it back up over instead of falling down. So it's like... Just misting the waterfall, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit of a, of a negative Nancy on this one. That's not a reverse. That's it just looks pretty misty, but say in this particular footage, filmed near Sydney in August of 2020, it so much mist blows upwards that it genuinely looks like the whole waterfall is going up there. Yeah, I mean it's technically a reverse waterfall. I wasn't actually impressed after I saw it, but you know. I was I'm like not, mind blown. I'm not impressed by hardly anything. So it looks so big in like so much water that to imagine seeing that blow over you, 
Yeah, that's Some true. of it goes down, but most of it would like fly over you so epically. It would just take your whole field of vision. Yeah, okay, it depends yeah, how wide that is, actually, because you can't really, I mean... This is a dramatically help. tall cliff, too, though. Yeah. Like, this goes so far down to the ocean that to see something go upwards like that is uh, extra wacky. So, what and else And then, how about... It looks like um, it's upside down. Oh, last one. I have, Hold on. Last one. Dwarf Planet series. I just have to mention this. A cool, uh, there's a whole series of lazy bird nests to look at. There's a whole lane. You can yeah. just look at different lazy bird nests. We might even look at that again next week. But yeah, I'll probably pull some of these for next week. Like the series uh, one we'll pull. Yeah, Dwarf Planet series. That's a dwarf planet like Pluto that has water and is like a, consider, a considerably good candidate to, to poll pollinate, yeah. live on. Yeah. Oh, and you can amplify light with compressed air. So there's new hollow fiber optics that with the light traveling through the air in the tube, it can travel further and even get amplified by compressing the air inside the tube, weirdly enough, for fiber optics. Uh, and then this one I wanted to get on. Um, scientists turn bricks into electricity storage devices. Uh, Real bricks. Yeah. So briefly, what they ba they like process these bricks a certain way. I read it. it's like a chemical process. Yeah. And it fills the pores inside the brick the porous space with like a uh, conductive like plastic type material it's kind of like a dielectric in a capacitor so they actually okay. function more like a super capacitor than a battery because mm. the the big difference is batteries you can pull the flow the circuitry hold on slow down you can pull the electricity off of them slowly mm. whereas a capacitor tends to want to give you all the power in one big burst gotcha okay. and these are more like that but you can still pull the power out slowly it just takes treating them differently as far as the circuit I was just imagining, like, what if this was the technology in the 80s for, like, the big, the first-gen cell phones? <laughs> and then, like, this was your charger. Like, just people were like, oh, man, I can't. i got to make a call. Do you have a charger? And they just, like, plop a brick on the table. <laughs> you guys, I killed, I swear, 40 minutes trying to figure out how to word adding this headline to the promo <laughs> document. Like, when I did the promo with the promo image, yeah. I wanted this headline on there. And we have, like, got, like, extra headlines on there. And I still, like... It's like, how do I, because there's so many things that you call a brick, like colloquially, like, Colloquial. oh, the power supply is a brick. The, this battery is a brick. Yeah, this type oh, of cell phone is a brick. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a charging brick? Do you, like your the laptops have the big ch charging doodles, like they call it a brick too. And so like so many things are already called a brick. Those like, how do I even describe Actual this? Actual brick. Yeah. Real <laughs> brick. A real one. I love it. Yeah. So it that's cool. It looks like it's made of that cheese you sprinkle on popcorn. Like the coating oh, yeah, yeah. to make the dielectric is, it looks literally cheesy. Yeah, so Yum. fear not, pretty soon you'll be able to carry around bricks to recharge your phones to. <laughs> I love that that's where you take it. Like instead of the brick is a building supply and you make your house and your house can be made out of its own batteries. Yeah. You're like, oh no, I'm going to carry one around. <laughs> <laughs> just because like, I just love like just ridiculous technology that's like so stupid. Yeah. And like inefficient. Just for, just for laughs. But it's like better somehow. Yeah. That's so funny. Out of Nerdist, too. Nerdist. Or someone's like, check out my new my new uh, portable charger. And you're like, that's <laughs> that's not a charger. This is a charger. This <laughs> goose. This crocodile Dundee, that shit. That that dude charges. Right. Look, oh, look at him. He charges. Just like <laughs> double fisting him. I want a man that charges. Got, got, got brick charging holsters. Does your boy charge? Do a brick quick draw. <laughs> quick draw. <laughs> Brick draw. Uh, I oh, fucking man. love it. That's it. That's it. Get the yeah, fuck out of here. The, Go home. That's the, that's the cake on yeah, the ice. That's it. We're done.
alas, let us send you off. Stay tuned to RadioVegas.rocks. If you're not already there, stick around. I mean, go there. If you're there, stick around. You know, get there. RadioVegas.rocks. Next up is the grungy faucet with good old Kevin. Uh, enjoy yourself there. Yeah. 